This is Beyond Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little emotional right now, okay? Y'all throwing all this stuff at me, man. But get, I mean, after this is over, could I like get a hug from you or something? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the booth. Staring down, looking at the blood stained concrete. You're the dead MC, flying at my feet. You took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, I better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get to home base and lock that. Run. Crack the Cavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Hope the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. Yo, girl, I'm in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth, the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, it's the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Huh, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No, he was American, and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. you. Okay, Jew. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, commit. Yeah, pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? City of Champions, you are listening to the booth. This is your boy, since the one, January 5th. Had a minor issue with my internet prior to going on the show. I was dropping frames like crazy. And um, had to take care of it, had to reset the modem and get stuff done. Um, but I'm here today, freezing in my basement. I'm going to show you guys this awesome shirt. If you guys can see it, Vianna Marie. Official Vianna Marie t-shirt. You can hit her up online, viannamarie.com. Check her out and uh, show her your support. And um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I was actually watching um this whole thing go down with oregon um i've got some video of that and then we've got stuff from michigan we've got the runoff votes in atlanta georgia going on it's a busy day and then remember tomorrow is january 6th this is when they you know solidify and finalize the election um and as you guys know if you've been following president trump on twitter and on social media, President Trump has been kind of losing his mind, um, making threats and, you know, talking about all this stuff going down on the 6th. I'm going to talk about that and Trump troubles, Biden bombshells. And um, before I get into today's show, got to mention my sponsor and I got to thank my guest for last week. Last week's guest, Bob Hildeberg 
relive Patriots history. He was on the show last week, so I give a big thanks to him for coming on the show, hanging out with us. Um, I got some Patriots talk to talk about now that the season's over. No playoffs. I talked about this last week. I'm not upset at all. You know what? We're blessed to have seen what we saw in a decade. It's time to rebuild. Let's move on, you know? <clears throat> and, you know, we'll talk about the Tom Brady stuff. Uh, also, I got to mention a shout-out to a place I went to yesterday. <clears throat> it was kind of funny timing because I got my stimulus check yesterday. And um, it was actually put it going into my account. It was pending when I was at this store visiting this location. The name of the place is called Outer Limits Pro Shop. And they are actually located on 148 Center Street in Holbrook, Mass. Uh, Outer Limits Pro Shop is there for your hunting needs, fishing needs, firearms. And it's also a deer check station. Deer check station number 264, which is funny because the union that I belonged to when I worked at the NBTA was local union 264. So I would, if I was a deer hunter, I would never forget the number of that checking station. Uh, but you want to head down there. Great staff down there. Jenny, Jim, uh, Anthony, all those guys down there at Outer Limits Pro Shop. You want to go down there, check them out. They helped me out with some personal items that I had to get uh, this week. And like I said, it was great. My stimulus check was direct deposit. It was perfect timing. Um, and I went down there, took care of my needs. And, um, you know, I, I, it's funny because I was originally going to be going to another place. And they were closed on Mondays. So I ended up going to this place to check them out because I wanted some place close to home for, for my needs. And I walked in this place and they made me feel right at home. It was, you know, it was busy as hell there. And you know what? Um, they did a great job. Straightforward with me. Told me what I needed to do. What I didn't need. Uh, what was best for me. And um, I appreciate everything. And, you know, I've got they've got a lifelong customer. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, mutual friends and <laughs> mutual contacts uh, between the two people who were working there yesterday and myself um, in regards to, you know, I know a lot of people in the MMA world and things like that. So it was great to go down there and touch base with people who knew other people that I knew. So I knew, you know, right off the bat, sometimes when you can do business with people who do business with people that you do business with, automatically makes you feel comfortable especially at a time like this and when you're making a purchase such as this um, you want to feel comfortable you want to feel like you can trust that person that person's going to trust you and, and, and tell you what you need and you know and I, I give them props big props on limits pro shop 148 center street in Holbrook it's actually not far from the MBTA community real station it's right down on the road um, on center street on the left hand side so if you're heading down there you know, say what's up. Frank Duggan is the owner down there. Check it out. There's a there's a lot of stuff down there for all those needs. And as I said, it's hunting, fishing, it's a deer check station and firearms. So for whatever you need of that type of caliber, head on down there. Check them out. I gotta give them a big shout. Uh if you want to call them before heading down to see if they have what you may need, it's seven eight one seven six seven zero zero four four. That's 781-767-0044. Again, <laughs> I'm going to be one of their customers for for quite a long time, and I get to give them props and a big, big shout-out for helping me out doing what I needed to do yesterday. So, got to get into this show. I got to thank my sponsor, Michael Douglas Barreto. He fixes my Xbox controllers. Uh, whenever I break a controller or something happens or I get, you know, guide problems or if I've got issues with drifting, send them out to Michael Douglas Barreto. Now, if it's a controller that's already been fixed and I've paid that flat rate, it's repaired for nothing, I'm back to gaming in 48 hours. So Michael Douglas Barreto, big props. Uh, check him out. That's his card right there. Again, if you want to send out your controller, reach out to him if you want PlayStation controllers repaired. I, I, I'm just putting up Xbox stuff there because I'm an Xbox guy, but want to reach out to him he also sells controllers custom controllers too so you want to make sure you reach out to him he he does a great job also going to mention my cousin rebel rom and vienna marie my artist vienna marie she's uh, actually modeled some of her wear so if you go on rebel rom's instagram page and vienna marie's page you will see those pictures of her in the rebel rom attire and um i gotta give big props to my cousin rebel rom romney hayes for 
the brand. It's it's a great brand, so make sure you check it out. Um, let's get right into the news booth today. News booth today is really not much news other than I wanted to touch base on this ER nurse contracting COVID just days after getting the vaccine. Now, here's where I get pissed off with media sometimes. As you see, ABC.com put this story out there. And for me, it pissed me off because I, I work in transportation. Um, my mom was a nurse. I know a lot of nurses. I know people out there. This is more of a, a, a common sense story if you know what you if you know how to read between the lines. ER nurse tests positive for COVID-19 eight days after receiving vac- um, vaccine. Here's the problem. We all know that COVID has a two-week incubation period before you even can show up positive. We know this. Every, everybody knows this. You all should know. Everybody should know this. This should be the number one thing you should know about COVID. So, in other words, is is when this man received his vaccination, he had already had COVID. Now, my plan is, is that I would say that I'm not in the medical field, but I think if you want to cut down on these people who are popping up with COVID after they've had their vaccine, I think you should have two negative tests in a two-week period. In other words... You go before you even get a vaccine. You go and get tested. It has to be negative, but you don't just get the vaccine after being negative. That first test, you have to go on the second week, get tested again, and it should be negative. If it's a double negative in two week period, then you get your vaccination. That should cut down on you getting the COVID after being vaccinated. So I, I feel this is a way to cut down on that. I'm seeing a lot of these stories with people popping up with these type of stories. And again, you're forgetting that there's a two week incubation period. So you're going to have people as such. This guy was an ER nurse. He's in contact with people with COVID all the time. He had to get his vaccination and it just sucks that he got COVID after he got his vaccination. Um, there's a video circulating of a, of a nurse. Um, I believe it was in Michigan. She got the COVID vaccine and supposedly she got Bell's palsy. Now, when you go and check on Snopes is where you go and, you know, find all these fake stories, you know, and stories to be debunked. Um, They're saying that this woman does not exist. If she was a registered nurse, she would be registered in as a nurse in whatever state, you know, if she's licensed or registered, she would be there. And this woman is not there at this time. They're saying that this video is fake. So if you're one of these people that's out there sharing this video of this nurse with Bell's palsy, um, as of right now, they're saying that this video is fake. So, if you got any friends or anything, <laughs> you want to let them know that's been sharing it, let them know. Fake. At, at this time, it's fake. Uh, moving on into the legal booth. A Michigan man spent 37 years in prison and was finally freed because the witness admitted that they lied. And this is something that had has gone on for many, many years. Um, and this is one of the reasons why we, you know, we want this racial justice stuff cleared up because of things like this. You know, right now we've got a lot of DNA evidence getting a lot of people off, getting a lot of people out of jail that was serving time. But back in, you know, 37 years ago, you didn't have DNA. You didn't have all this stuff uh, 37 years ago. So you pretty much went to jail over what was brought out in court, what was said by witnesses or or, or, you know, told by witnesses in court. What we've come to find out in these 37 years is, is that there's a lot of times where police and prosecutors have coerced witnesses into seeing things that they didn't see. Um, they've coerced witnesses into things that, you know, they to say certain things that they want them to say during police lineups or whatever. It, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on with witnesses. And, and, and if Ken Diesel was on here as you know, our defense attorney, he would be on here to explain that in full um, as to what goes on. But yes, this Michigan man spent 37 years in prison. He's finally freed after witness says that she lied. Um, he won't get those 37 years of his life back. Um, most of the time, these guys do get some type of compensation for every year that they've spent in jail. It depends on what state you're in as to how much you get back. Um, the problem is, is that he's lost 37 years of his life, and he's coming out of jail, and, and, and you know, it's starting over. It's a new life, and, you know, you have to, you still have to fit in. You still have all of these things ahead of you. It's a great story, but at the end of the day, that you know, his battle isn't done, um, and, and that's the sad part to this effect. Um, heading into the sports booth, um, actually, I wanted to put up a picture 
Uh, Red Sox actually hired Bianca Smith. She will be the first black woman to coach a minor league team, Bianca Smith. And I got to give big props to her on this story because, you know, this is a first. The Red Sox have come a very long way. So props to her. Kudos to her. Can't wait till the season begins and we see her out there. Um, Also in the sports booth, the Patriots down the Jets 28-14 in the season finale. And it looks like Jacksonville will definitely be taking Trevor Lawrence uh, in the number as the number one draft. But if you guys watched the Ohio State uh, Clemson game, um, Justin Fields of Ohio State, that kid was balling six touchdowns. Um, he took a humongous hit, and he still came out and balled his ass off over Trevor Lawrence. Um, smoked Ohio State, smoked them. So Ohio State will be taking on Alabama in the national championships. I can't wait to watch that game. Um, That's going to be one hell of a game. So Justin's stock has risen. The thing is, is that the Patriots are drafting around, I think, 15th in the middle of the draft. The the key here is everybody's been speculating and talking about where they're going to go. And some of the, you know, sports radio was saying that, you know, the Patriots are going to just go and sign another. No, they're not. They're not going to sign another veteran. They're not here to put a Band-Aid on it. The Patriots are well below the cap right now. And they're in a position that they've never, ever been in before. Usually the Patriots are drafting 30th, 29th, or whatever, because they're in the Super Bowl or they're in the playoffs the last 20 years. So they, they've always had a crappy draft position. And, and they really haven't gotten great draft players in the first round. And lots of times Belichick has traded down and gotten more drafts for giving up that first round. Right now, the Patriots in the position to do something that they've never done before, and that's draft a great player in the first round because you're drafting high in the draft, which is something that they've never done in the 20 years. I think they need to and have to draft a quarterback. Whatever the quarterback class is out there right now, they need to draft a quarterback. You're well below the cap. Draft a quarterback. We know we're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, as I was kind of hoping for and wishing for. Um... But could they make some moves and move up and get Justin Fields? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Because Denver now looks like they're going to be trying to get a quarterback. Carolina might be looking like they're trying to get a quarterback. So we'll see. It's, it's going to be interesting. The Jets, you know, there was a lot of talk about the Jets drafting the quarterback. But the thing is here is, you know, if you watched the game this past weekend, they were talking about how much time that they put in with Sam Donald and how they're this and now they're that. And it made it sound like they were keeping – Sam Donald, but then after the, they lost to the Patriots, they fired Adam Gase, who brought Donald in. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with Sam Donald? Who knows what the Jets are going to do on draft day? Whoever they bring in as a head coach, he may come in and you know put Donald out to pasture, and, and they may draft a quarterback. So we'll see. It's going to get real interesting. This is going to be a very important draft come April. Um, I myself, I can't see the Patriots going out and signing a veteran quarterback. I, I just can't. I just can't. It, it, we can't keep playing this game. I think they draft some of the young and build the organization around this kid, whoever they draft, and, and bring him in. You've got the money. Let, let's do it. Just just pull the plug and just, just do it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready to be excited and see this team rebuilt after 20 years. Um it's not really Patriots news, and I know there's a lot of people there oh, still upset and hurt over the fact that Tom Brady's down there in the NFC, you know, leading Tampa Bay to the playoffs right now, and Tom Brady broke a record. Tom Brady threw his 40th touchdown of the season. He's the oldest quarterback to throw 40 touchdowns in one season. Um, right now, he's about to be the first um, quarterback to lead his team to an NFC title if he does get that far. Um, in the AFC and the NFC, he'll be the first to do that. Um, if they make it to the Super Bowl, he'll be the first quarterback to do that. So that's historic. And then again, the Patriots will be here next year to play. Uh, Tampa Bay will be here next year to play the Patriots. But right now, let's see what they can do. My my feeling is is Tampa Bay's got a good team. Uh, their receiving core is is crazy right now. But I, I there I don't think. I don't think Brady gets past the Saints this time around. And well, I, well, no, they may 
get by the Saints this time around because Alvin Kamara, which is coming up in the sports booth, I got to mention that Alvin Kamara tested positive for COVID. So Alvin Kamara is out for at least two weeks. So that's that's going to be the playoffs. So that's that's going to be a battle between Brady and Drew Brees if they don't have Kamara. Um, my thing is I've watched Green Bay play this year, and I can't see Tom Brady going to Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers, who's playing on a totally different level right now. But we'll see. We'll see Tom Brady. You know, he's hungry. This is his year to really improve his brand. So let's see. We'll see what happens. And, and we're going to be watching. As much as some of you Patriots fans are saying, I'm not watching, you're going to watch. If you're a football lover, you love this story. This is a, a great story. So you want to see what's going to happen with Tom Brady. And all you guys talking about, um, was it Brady or was it Belichick? And you guys are saying, yep, I guess it was Brady. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> We had nine players, nine starters opted out for COVID on the Patriots organization. Cam Newton was a was a band-aid, and anybody who knows football knew that Cam Newton was a band-aid. Um so Belichick, I'm not I'm not worried about it. Let's see what happens with the draft and just all y'all shut up. Y'all been spoiled for twenty years. <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> Moving on, as I said, Saints running back, Alvin Kamara tested positive for COVID nineteen. He's gonna miss at least two weeks. Um and like we talked on this show, me, Maddie C from Maddie C sports and you and me, we said the unseen factor is COVID having a team that has fought all season and not had COVID in their, COVID in their locker room. And you get COVID in your locker room at playoff time. It's not a good look. We just saw Cleveland, Cleveland luckily pulled out a win this past weekend, but Cleveland had shut down their facilities because of COVID. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, Alvin Kamara makes it back in time for that second or third round. We'll see. Um, also in sports booth, I'm pretty excited for this, guys. This is historic. This is brand spanking new NFL. And one of the wildcard games this weekend will be broadcast on Nickelodeon Network. Now, they've already started broadcasting games online streaming with uh, Twitter and all these other sites they're doing, you know, game footage and things like that on. But this is going to be a full game. Nickelodeon. And the broadcasting will, it's its going to be geared towards the kids' ages who watch Nickelodeon. So if you want to know how familiar you are with this and how this is going to go down, if you've watched any of the uh, that the, the, the media week for, for Super Bowl, if you've watched that media week for Super Bowl, you would see Nickelodeon is there during that week. And they do a pretty good job covering. Uh, one year they had the, the kid there, I, I don't know his name, but he dresses up in a superhero outfit, and he did the interviews at the Super Bowl. Uh, one year they had another another one of their faceplates do some interviews there, one of the younger kids from one of the skit shows. It's pretty good. And you know what? It's something that me and my stepson, I'm going to make sure I can see if I can have my stepson over this weekend. And watch this wild card game on Nickelodeon. I think this is going to be... I'm pretty excited for it. What's up, Chris Brazil? I see Chris Brazil in here watching the show. Joan, how's it going, Joan? Sean Clancy pushing that weight. I see you, Sean, up in here. If you guys are big fans of uh, powerlifting and weightlifting, you want to make sure you jump and follow Sean Clancy. Uh, pushing some serious... This kid is pushing some serious weight. Uh, he actually played football, transitioned now into, you know, he's powerlifting and, and stuff of that sort. <sighs> Kid's a beast. Kid's a beast. Uh, Jenny from, oh, Jenny, what's up? I see you. <laughs> Jenny from actually Out of Limits Pro Shop. She's in here watching the chat. How's it going, guys? Um, but Nickelodeon broadcasting this game. Chris, if you're still watching in the chat, Chris, drop in the chat. I want your opinion and your thoughts on how... The NFL is going to cover this wild card game. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can bring into this game to please these young kids who are you know they're watching football from playing Madden. And I've always said this: this is why the games are the way they are now is because they knew that this Madden generation was coming up, and they knew that you couldn't have six to three defensive battles. You know, when these kids are used to playing Madden, scoring left and right at any time of the game, and you know they've kind of made the rules and set the game up to where it's become Maddenized. And I've been saying this for the last 10 years, that they were headed this way, and the NFL is here. 
Um, and, and this shows it right now by going on Nickelodeon and doing a wild card game. Um, it's going to be great. I'm dying to see what they're going to do with mic'd up players. Um, again, you know, they're going to have to tell these players and everybody that's mic'd up and stuff that they are on Nickelodeon. So you know, they're going to have to guard their P's and Q's. It's going to be pretty interesting, but I'm pretty happy to see this happen. Dave Haggerty, what's going on, Dave Haggerty, in the chat, in the chat room? But again, Nickelodeon, which is part of CBS, they will bring their first wild card game to Nickelodeon. People, if you got a kid or something, or a grandson, it's just somebody. This look, this is a special moment. I'm just telling y'all from the bottom of my heart, since the one. If you got a kid or you got somebody and you, and you want to just lock down a day with them with football, we're under COVID already. You know what I'm saying? This this is it. Nickelodeon broadcasting this wildcard game. It's historic. Let's see what they do. Show your support. All right? Entertainment booth. Uh, locally, I got to mention before we get into this story, I got to give props to everybody who tuned in to New Year's Eve. Uh, it was myself taking on Benson the General in a DJ battle. Uh, I was Prince. He was R. Kelly. Um, and from, from what some people are saying and seeing, it sounds like I might have won this, but I don't have a definitive answer yet. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it is on Facebook. Whoa, 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 whoa. Breaking news. Hold on, people. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. Christopher Brazil says, I think it's pretty unique. It gets the way for kids to keep it with sports. Breaking news. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre has suffered a brain aneurysm. He is in ICU in L.A. right now. Uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Dre is going through a nasty, nasty divorce case um, over money. This would be devastating. Um, again, breaking news, Dr. Dre has suffered a brain aneurysm and is now in ICU in L.A. I'm going to keep watching my phone. I'm actually going to hold on here because I always share everything and put everything on my um, Facebook page. So I'm going to do this right now. For those of you who follow me and see me, uh, 2021 is already starting off bad. On the same path. Man. So prayers are going out right now. My prayers are going out right now to Dr. Dre. Um, this is this, this tough. This is tough. Um, wow. That's tough breaking news to break again. Dr. Dre has suffered a brain aneurysm. He is in ICU in L.A. at this time. And um, I will keep everybody... Notified as, as things come through on my show, um, that that came to me through TMZ. I'm locked into a couple of different sites, so I get the news right away. Um, usually, there's sites that are, you know, respectable, dead on, and you know, I've already talked about TMZ and how they earn their respect with Michael Jackson's death. So, um, I gotta, I just wow, just completely blown away right now. Um, so, prayers and blessings go out to Dr. Dre. And, and his family. Um, here and locally, if you guys know Ray Benzino of Made Men, Almighty RSO, uh, Ray Benzino has been on Twitter. He's been going back and forth against Joyner Lucas and Royce the Five Nine, who are tight with Eminem. Now, back in like '95, uh, Benzino came out the side of his neck and went at Eminem, and it ended badly. For Benzino, like when I say it ended badly, it pretty much almost ruined his career. Um, I remember they went back and forth, and then Benzino mentioned M's daughter Haley. And as soon as he mentioned M's daughter Haley, I knew this was a wrap. When, when he mentioned it, everybody here in Boston was like, "Yo, bro, he's coming for you. This you should that was something you should have never did. There's nothing you sh you shouldn't have said. You brought Haley into this mix, and everybody knew how much he loved his daughter." And M came back and pretty much put him six feet under. Six feet under. So now, Benzino, who we know, you know, people here in Boston know who Benzino is and, and what he brings to the table. Um, he's talking a lot of stuff about Joyner Lucas. And, and this is where I kind of get upset. Joyner Lucas has been putting Boston on the map for the last two years. 
you know, Jordan Lucas has been working hard. He's been putting tracks after track after track after track out there. Um, and he's getting a lot of hate. Him, Token, both of these guys are local guys, but they're getting a lot of hate. Uh, people are on Jordan Lucas's page, and Jordan Lucas trying to do the best. He shot his video, came back home, shot his video in Worcester, and people are like, well, you're not from Boston, bro. You're, you're from Worcester. So don't act like you're... And, it, and it's like, first of all, he's from Massachusetts. He's representing all of Massachusetts. So can we just stop with this stupid-ass BS, crazy stuff, and support a guy who's coming out so he can put you on and put you in his video and put you on so we can get Boston on the map? Boston has had a lot of talent, but for some reason, the Boston music rap industry plays a stupid hate game. And it goes way back. It goes way back. I remember when Guru lived in, in Attleboro, and Guru... God rest his soul, Guru was was from Boston. He was from here. He was from Attleboro. But the hate was the same. It was the same. To where Guru had to go to New York and, and, and claim himself as being from New York. Guru was one of the greatest rappers out there. Made one of the best fusion rap albums of all time in Jazzmatazz. You don't believe me? Go out, get Guru's Jazzmatazz, and you're going to be blown the effing way. Blown away, for real. So when you have people come up, you need this. We need to support these people. We shouldn't be hating on them. Should be hating on Joyner Lucas. Why? Why is Benzino hating on Joyner Lucas and Royce the Five Nine? Cause you're not hood. You're not from the hood. You're not this. Come on now, support each other. This is stupid. Support each other. You had your chance, Ray. You had your chance, and you dropped the ball. Now Joyner's getting his shine on, and you wanna you wanna try to jump on his coattails and put him down, and and try to call him out. How about saying, "Hey, congrats, bro! Thanks for doing what you can for Massachusetts. Let's let's try to get a video together, dude." No, instead you're gonna do this hate thing that we all keep seeing, and why the whole reason why we're the laughing stock of the music industry. So when Joyner Lucas says, "You know what?" Screw Massachusetts, screw Boston. I'm moving out to L.A. and taking all my shit out there. Does it make sense? It it don't to me. It doesn't to me. Chris Brazil says, I think it's pretty unique. I guess it's a way for kids to keep up with sports. It's historic. I know. I'm loving it. Like I said, I'm loving it. So moving on in the entertainment booth. Um, COVID is taking a lot of people right now, putting them in the hospital. Larry King hospitalized in Los Angeles with COVID-19. Um, we got to talk about a WWE wrestler, Mick Foley, legendary Mick Foley, positive COVID-19. Um, Gilligan's Island, Don Wells, Ginger, y'all know Ginger, Ginger beat in the, in the, uh, the beauty contest. Remember, she won it. Biggest upset in TV history. <laughs> Ginger Donwell, she died of COVID-19. Uh, also, we had Tanya Roberts. <laughs> she died. Then we came back and found out that she was alive. <laughs> and then she died again. <laughs> so Tanya Roberts has passed away. She, she died. Um, they were a little premature on pulling the trigger on the story. Even her, you know, her, her partner. I don't know if she, I don't think she was married. I think that was like her partner. They were together. Um, but even he had got the word that she had passed. So he was on the assumption that when the hospital called him during the interview, it was like during the live interview when they called him and uh, told him that she was still alive. But, you know, they come out and said that she, she was still waning. So uh, she passed away. We don't know what she's passed away from yet. Um, but Tanya Robbins has passed away now that. This is definitive. So, uh, again, Bond girl. Um, she was on one of the sitcoms. Um, I, I, I don't remember her on there, so I didn't see her. But I remember her as a Bond girl. I also remember her in a few other, you know, those B-movies back in the day, action movies and stuff like that. I think she was a Beastmaster, too, which was one of my favorite 80s low-key action movies. Beastmaster and Krull. <laughs> If you grew up in the 80s and you you like those under the radar 
movies, uh, Beastmaster, Krull, and um, Excalibur. <laughs> I don't know if any of you old dudes in here in the chat remember those three movies, man, but classic, classic movies. Uh, also, passing away, MF Doom passed away at 49 years old. This was a rapper who, you know, he donned a Dr. Doom type mask, wanted to keep his self anonymous and was able to do so. Um, his career spanned a very long time. So rest in peace to Daniel Dumel, AKA MF doom passed away at 49. Um, again, crazy stuff. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, she was reelected as speaker of the house by a narrow margin. But the thing is, is that the majority still voted and she is now taking over her duties again, once again, as Speaker of the House. Uh, here's a quick video of her accepting that re-election and the response from those who were in the House on that day. It's very surprising, very surprising. So here it is right now, Nancy Pelosi accepting her re-election. Thank you, my friends. Members of Congress, families, friends, welcome all. As Speaker of the House, it is my great honor to preside over this sacred ritual of renewal as we gather under the dome of this temple of democracy to begin the 117th Congress. Congress, 117th Congress, as you saw her, real happy to hold that gavel, um, real close, and I don't know what the hell she had on her face. <laughs> I don't, look, people pick on Donald Trump about his orange face and his, his tanning, but I, it looked like she went and got a facial and forgot to take the mask off if you watched that video. <laughs> I don't I don't know, it's pretty, pretty scary stuff. Um, but... Whatever. <laughs> but uh, she's elected. She's back in Speaker of the House. So we got to see what's going to happen with these elections in Georgia. And that will swing the tide towards the Democrats um, and, and not cause as much of a gridlock that they're worried about. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, also in the entertainment booth, um, Oregon had a nasty, nasty situation here that happened. Oregon Trump supporters and members of the Proud Boys were there. Uh, they've been protesting there since the summer in Oregon. Big time protests. The craziness behind this here is that in this video that you're about to see and watch, um, these su Trump supporters and Proud Boys are disavowing the police department and they have a lot to say. It's a pretty scary moment for me who's been following this whole thing from day one. Um, and it just goes to show you how quickly people's attitudes and mindset can change. And um, just listen closely and watch. And again, as you know, we're on the eve of January 6th, where a lot of bad stuff is supposed to go down <laughs> in Washington. And this is just something that um, I got to show you guys. Here it is. There you go. Craziness. Craziness. And that's that entitlement. This is what we talk about when we talk about that entitlement that you see. You know, the, the man yelling out, I've been there with you for, for three months, all summer. Like he's entitled to do stuff that he's not supposed to do. The cops are just doing their jobs. They're doing their jobs. If you're supposed to clear out, 
clear out. You're not entitled to be there. You're not entitled. When it's time for them to clear you out, you need to clear out. It's just crazy. You know, it works both ways, people. It works both ways. Respect the law. That's their job. You don't get any special entitlements because you supported the cops for three months. So now we're supposed to look the other way. It's it's just craziness. Respect the police. Let them do their jobs. Period. Period. Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario was arrested for destruction of property ahead of the D.C. protests. Look, let's be real. Let's be real here. Enrique Tario was not arrested for the flag, the BLM flag that he burned when he was in when he was in Washington the last time. Look, President Trump has been saying a lot of stuff about about tomorrow. And it had already been rumored that the Proud Boys have infiltrated some of these groups that are going to be there tomorrow, and they're going to be starting some ish tomorrow. Period. Ish. We, we knew this. The feds knew this. The FBI knew this. The DOJ. Everybody knows this. So they knew they found something that will keep Enrique from coming. So Enrique, Enrique had actually... This, this is how smooth it was. This is how crazy this went down. So Enrique Tario lands in Washington, D.C. on this plane. The first thing he does when he lands on the plane, he has a TV interview on his phone. While he's on this interview, all of a sudden you hear the cops and stuff (laughs) while he's on the interview. And he jokes, oh, they must know I'm here. Guess what? It wasn't wasn't a joke. They was there for him. So the cops rolled up, pulled him over. He was arrested. He saw a judge today. And Enrico Tario has been banned, banned from even being in D.C. Banned. So this, this to me, this wasn't just about him burning some BLM flag months ago. This was about them saying, hey, we know stuff's about to go down. We got to get the leader and get him out of here the best way possible, the legal way possible and not you know, infrain on or infringe on his rights. So what they do, they pulled up this charge from months ago and they brought him in court and now he's banned from being there. Does that mean that's going to keep the Proud Boys from doing anything? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But by not having their leader there, it, it's, it speaks volumes and lets people know that, Hey, we, we following you and we know what's up and keep the others in line by taking this guy and banning him. Um, the other scary thing that happened was has nothing to do with, uh, any Trump supporters, any militias or anything like that. The other scary story, and I don't know if anybody else has heard it. What's up, Patrick Goldstone. What's going on? What's up, Gregory Lee. Um, there was a threat put out over the same channel that the pilots use. And it went out through the pilots airwaves that there was going to be a plane flown into the Capitol tomorrow in honor of Solonami. If you guys remember the drone attack that was issued and killed General Solonami, um, this was, tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of his death. And there was a plan, and it seems like that they, they found this recording that went out through the airwaves. They were planning on flying a plane into the Capitol tomorrow. Um, they don't know how true it was going to be, but they, they've already alerted everybody, everybody, um, that if there's any planes in the Washington area that diverts tomorrow, trust and believe me, Air Force is going to already be in the air tomorrow. The Air Force is already scrambled. Trust and believe me about that. There is no plane going to fly into the Capitol tomorrow because the Air Force is, will scramble the jets all day tomorrow, all day tomorrow, there's going to be maneuvers. Trust and believe me on that. And if there's any plane that veers from its course tomorrow, <laughs> prayers and blessings with them, because they're probably going to get shot down. That's all I'm saying. If 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 you're somebody that's flying to D.C. or New York, I got plans to fly tomorrow. Might not be a good look. <laughs> you may want to change your flight. 
tomorrow. Make it for another day, because trust and believe me, if your flight is veering off its path tomorrow, I'm 99.9% sure you're getting shot down. Period. If you if you don't answer on the first call, <laughs> your plane is getting shot down. If you are a pilot and you think it's a nice day to go out and fly your plane, and it's not even worth it. <laughs> Trust and believe me. It's not even worth it. <laughs> so, what's up, Patrick Goldstone? Your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on tomorrow, man? I know you've been talking to politics. Um, been keeping an eye on what's going on in Georgia also. So, uh, Donald Trump tweeted this weekend about Dr. Fauci. He was upset that Dr. Fauci was getting all of these interviews still and all this stuff. And Donald Trump tweeted... He said right there, something how Dr. Fauci is revered by lamestream media as such a great professional, having done, they say, an incredible job. In other words, Trump was being salty. Salty. But here's the thing, and I'm not I'm not making fun of what I'm about to say, but President Trump is calling out Dr. Fauci. And since we've had this issue of COVID since January of last year, Dr. Fauci is yet to catch COVID. Dr. Fauci has not shown any signs of COVID. So for me, that lets me know that Dr. Fauci knows what the F he's doing and knows what the F he's saying because Donald Trump, you and your friends all had COVID after your White House garden party. All you guys ended up with COVID. Then you had a Thanksgiving party. And then you had a Halloween party. And, you know, you had your big rally in Oklahoma. After your rally in Oklahoma, you had a uh, congressman or a senator who supports you. He got COVID. He died. Senator Ben Chaffman, Republican, who was at one of your parties. He died from coronavirus. Rest in peace. Virginia, state of Virginia. Incoming Louisiana congressman, Luke Letlow. COVID-19, 41, died, Republican. Tough, tough, tough one. Dr. Fauci, still no COVID. Just saying. Uh, Also, as we are on this eve of the uh, Georgia elections, and it's 849, on this eve of the Georgia elections, uh, President Trump made this call to Georgia, opening up a huge can of legal worms. Um, He was asking the state, Secretary of State and Brad Raffensperger to find 11,780 votes. Now, in the audio, it was like an hour long. New York Post actually released a transcript of this audio. He is. He's straight out asking them to try to find these votes. Now, what pisses me off the most about this audio when you listen to it, one of the debates that you go back and forth with some of these Trump supporters is is, is about the fact that there's been no evidence of mass voter fraud. There's been some evidence of some voter fraud, but not enough to change the election. There hasn't been massive amounts of voter fraud as they've been saying. They, they don't have any proof or no evidence, which is why it, they've gotten killed in court, like 52 to 1. Um, on this call, President Trump talks to these representatives in Georgia by phone, and you know he uses the word like, well, it's rumored, rumored. If you guys go all the way back when I was talking about this whole thing, Rumors and hearsay. I had Ken Diesel on this show. I had Robert Resnick. Rumors and hearsay doesn't get you a trial. Doesn't even get you... You're lucky to even get a hearing. In order to proceed with a court case and move forward, you need evidence. That's legal school 101. You need evidence to prove your argument as to why we need to go to court. It can't be hearsay. It can't be rumors. I heard he said, she said that that none of that flies. 
None of that flies. That's why it's it, it gets thrown out of court with a quickness. That's why they lost. They didn't have, unfortunately, the evidence needed to bring it forward, which is why SCOTUS shut it down. There's no evidence. And for those who are hanging on for what's going to happen tomorrow, I'm sorry. I, I don't see Mike Pence doing this stuff. Trump has been saying all along, well, Mike Pence has got to do the right thing. No, he doesn't got to do the right thing. You realize you're getting Mike Pence into more trouble than you realize by saying stuff like that in the public eye? You can't say that. Mike Pence isn't going to get up there and and finalize this election for you just because he's your vice president. Mike, Mike Pence has already moved on. If you look and watch and see the moves that he's been making, I, I don't know. I mean, part of me is still a little worried as to what may go down, but I think the right thing will be done. And democracy, democracy will remain. You know, the voters have spoken, unfortunately, and that's that's what we need to realize. The election is done, and Dominion isn't holding back. They're suing everybody. Everybody that said that their machines were this and that, they're suing everybody, as should. You know, they bring in Sidney Powell. She's a nutbag, and then they get away from her and throw her to the wolves and you know, within 48 hours, and they bring this guy Lennon, and he's just as bad as Powell, you know, and Trump is no longer friends with Fox, Fox is the bad guy, so every network out there is the bad guy in fake news now, the only news that's real is OAAN, OAAN is something that he bought into, Newsmax and OANN, (laughs) OANN, saying it too fast, Um, Trump Put a lot of money into that. That's pretty much his network. Pretty much. He's using those two networks to try to make Fox look bad. But guess what? It's it's become the the fake news of fake news. <laughs> he, he spent all this time going on and on and on about fake news. And where does he end up? He ends up with a fake news network. It, it, it's crazy. Crazy. What's up, V. Marie? I see V. Marie in the room. I don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. This is crazy stuff. Now, um, Brad Rapsenberger, Berger, he turned around and he told Trump, defeat is the cold, hard truth. The reason why you're getting a lot of these Secretary of State's Governors, mayors, even Massachusetts Governor Baker, he had some harsh words for President Trump. When you stop messing with the sanctity of of democracy, it's a bad look, and it's causing some serious issues. And we see this. Um, We we don't want violence. We want everybody to feel that this election was on point and it was it was done the way it should have been done. And 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 I've said it on this show. What did people expect to happen when you you want to say that the, the Democratic numbers came from mail-in ballots, it was fixed? It wasn't. Any political analyst will tell you this was the way this election was going to go because Trump spent almost a year telling everybody that the election was going to be fixed. Uh, don't go and vote by mail because of this and because of that. Make sure you just vote on election day. He told all of his supporters that, and they did just that. They didn't vote by mail. They showed up and voted on election day, 70 million. While Biden and Harris and the Democrats pushed, stay safe, vote by mail, no rush, get your vote in before November 7th. You know, it was, what did you expect? What did you expect? Those numbers were going to come in heavy for Biden because that's what they pushed. That's what they wanted. That's what they told people. Biden hit the campaign trail. He was at train stations, keeping six feet away at train stations. Then they were doing car rallies where people were pulling up in their cars and parking lots. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of people at his rallies because they wanted to maintain safe distancing, social distancing. Can't be mad at that. 
Is it pandering? Yeah, of course it's pandering. But that's the problem. The problem here now is that you're calling (laughs) senators and secretaries of states and telling them to try to find votes. You know, this is the same guy that turned around and, you know, he accused Biden of making a call to the Ukraine and, and saying that he never, he never made a call denying funds to the Ukraine, he says, Trump says, yet he turned around and told <laughs> New York <laughs> that he wasn't going to allow them to have their va- va- the vaccine. <laughs> he, he did. So what do you believe now? Do you think he really threatened Ukraine and told them that he wasn't sending funds over to Ukraine? I think so. After what he did and said to New York, I, I truly believe that he did what he did to Ukraine now. I believe it. We'll see. We'll see. It's 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 a tough battle. It's uh eight fifty seven. Um hold on, let me just check and see if I've gotten any new news in regards to Dr. Dre. Hmm. No, nothing new. Nothing new. So um, the only other new breaking news was some dirt, uh, doses of Moderna vaccine was thrown out at the Brockton Neighborhood Center after spoiling. In other words, you know, the, the, this vaccination stuff has a shelf life. If it doesn't get used, it has to be thrown away. So, of course, this is one of these locations where they need to get that out there and get it done um, and go that route. So, uh, moving on, this was the... George is Rassenberger telling, you know, Trump that defeat is a cold, hard truth. Again, the runoffs are going on right now. I don't, I haven't gotten any numbers in yet. So the, the, the elections are still going on. And again, tomorrow is January 6th. So this is when the Electoral College will finalize this election tomorrow. It's going to be interesting, people. going to be interesting. Like I said, I'm saying my prayers for everybody involved. Um, hopefully... We don't have any crap go down. Um, should have it on tonight, but I don't. I have a Avengers baseball cap on tonight. Usually, I should have on my beanie. If you guys haven't seen my beanies yet, you're about to see a few of them right now. <clears throat> Branded Bills is the clothing store that I dealt with. Uh, Branded Bills gave me the beanies. Well, I actually purchased the beanies, and now I'm selling the beanies. But I got to give them props. Uh, everybody who's bought a beanie, I got to say thank you for your support. Thank you for showing some love. Thank you for holding it down for me. Um, it's great stuff. It's a great beanie. Some of these beanies I've been seeing go online for thirty bucks, twenty-five to thirty dollars. Um, my beanies only right now is twenty bucks. Um, and I want to thank everybody that support. And I actually shipped out my first beanie to New York this week. Uh, actually, going out to my Cousin, um, Patrick Goldstone said Emmys were rigged. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember when he was upset. He he claimed that that Celebrity Apprentice was rigged. Um, and that caused some heat between him and Arnold Schwarzenegger because when he first became president, he had Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to take over Celebrity Apprentice for him, but then they had a falling out and pretty much Arnold Schwarzenegger put his... <laughs> Ick in the dirt <laughs> and killed them verbally. So, uh, great stuff. That was January, yeah, 2015. Yep. <laughs> Amazing race won that year. Great show. Great show. And I think that, to be honest, I think Mark Burnett is the, is the producer of both shows. So for Mark Burnett, it was a win-win for him. <laughs> you know, he still got his win. But uh, Branded Bill's hats, again, check them out. Clothing store. Um, I got a, These are the beanies right here. They come in colors black and gray. And as you can see, the emblems there, white emblem or a tan emblem or a red emblem. If I'm not mistaken. I think the gray and whites are all gone. Um, and there's just a couple of black and reds left um, on these winter beanies. Again, jump on it. Everybody's pretty much been cash apping me. And then I just mail them out. Or they've been coming by the house. I know I've got to meet up with Ty Hunt. We're going to do a, an exchange. Um, I'm going to get a Ty Hunt shirt. He's going to get a Sinister One Productions beanie. 
But uh, I got to thank Daryl Smith for buying and purchasing a Sinister One Productions. Check that out right there. Uh, there's my stepson, Ryan Beeson. And actually, I'm gonna let me just open this up here so you guys can see these people sporting my attire. Uh, Jamie Canfield, Ron Canfield, Viana Marie, oh man, Mr. Barrett, holding it down, all these are on the Facebook page, Maddie C, Sports for You and Me, Travis Partington, Oscar Mike Radio, and again, I got to show support for those guys' podcasts. Great stuff. Maddie C Sports for you and me. He had Theo Fleury on to close out his year last week. Uh, Oscar Mike Radio closed out his season. But both shows will be back for next season um, as the booth. This is the first show of the 2021 season. And uh, it's good stuff. I want to thank everybody for showing their support and hanging out with me and it's been a great time with everyone on the booth. Um, no updates on Hold on. No updates on Dr. Dre yet. Yeah, nothing on Dr. Dre yet. And nothing on the general elections in, in these runoff elections in Georgia either. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on that too. I'm actually when I get off the air, I'm probably that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go keep an eye on these elections, and I'm going to try to follow up on this story um, in regards to um, Dr. Dre because that's that's a tough story. So if you're just tuning in, guys, if you're just tuning in right now, Dr. Dre. Has suffered a brain aneurysm. He is in ICU in L.A. So we'll see what happens there. Again, as I said, he was going through a real nasty divorce. Um, and we'll see how this goes. But, guys, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. We had a late start, but it is 9.04. I want to just leave you guys off at the top of the hour. And um, I want to make sure you guys tune in next week. We'll be back here in the booth, and I believe next week, week week after next, the week, it's the Tuesday, the Tuesday before inauguration day, which is the twentieth. Um, squared Ken Diesel will be on the booth um, that week, so you guys want to make sure you tune in. I don't think I have. I, I'm working on the guest for next week, but I'm there hasn't been a confirmation yet, so I don't even want to announce them. So before I get out of here again, I got to mention big thanks to Out of Limits Pro Shop in Holbrook. The phone number is 781-767-0044. And that's 148 Center Street in Holbrook. Check them down. Like I said, they're Deer Check Station 264. And if I'm not mistaken, deer hunting season, I think it had like nine days left when we were on the air last week. I think it's pretty much over, if I'm not mistaken. If Z-Man was on, I'd ask him. I know Z-Man was upset because this was the first year he didn't get a buck. But I believe deer hunting season has ended as of as of this week. So, tough week. We'll see. Uh, but other than that, hey, I got to get out of here. It's been a great time with you guys hanging out. Quick show tonight. I, like I said, I had a couple of bugs in the beginning. But we'll be back next week here on the booth. And as I said, I don't want to mention the guest. But keep an eye on our Facebook page because if they do confirm and if we do narrow it down, there will be an announcement for this person to be on the show. Other than that, SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us out of here. Peace. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs>